the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Great to be with you today. Um uh, Maybe there's atmospheric lakes and uh, tributaries and deltas and all kinds of other stuff going on right above our our eyes, our, our heads. Who knows? Anyway, drive safely in it. Uh, don't use your phone while you're uh, driving, especially in the rain. One time I got distracted driving because I was looking at everybody else using their phone. And I thought, am I going to find a driver who's not using their phone? And I couldn't. Of course, I was distracted because I was looking at other drivers. So don't do that. Pay attention to uh, what you're doing and uh, be safe out there. It really, really matters. And, um, yeah, get home. Get home to your families and your friends or your apartment and uh, keep doing stuff for the Lord. If you want to join our conversation today, you can call us at any time, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This week, too, uh, a random caller will be giving out um, a book called Messianic Prophecy Revealed. It's by my guest who was on last hour, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. And, uh, you know, I think it's a book that'll help you understand your Bible. So uh, you never know when you call today to talk about whatever it is we're talking about, you may end up with that book. And uh, so the number is 888-528-2557. You know, as um, we are, we talked a couple of times last week about what's been going on after the football player, DeMar Hamlin, um, collapsed on the field on last week, a week ago today. And I'm amazed at the prayer that continues to happen. I want you to listen to this clip. It's, it's a little bit longer, but this is Benjamin Watson on CNN's Anderson Cooper. Uh, these times bring us face to face with our own mortality. And we all have a, a day to be born and we all have a day to die. And so often in, the, in between those two points, we feel invincible. What- so what he's talking about here is if you're watching football over the weekend, and maybe you weren't. And I know, I know that not everybody's a football fan. In fact, I'm not always watching football. My wife this weekend, she told me, he goes, in my entire marriage, you haven't watched as much football as you've watched the last uh, this weekend. And I usually don't pay that much attention. I pay attention to the scores and stuff, but I usually don't watch a lot of games. And being a pastor, you know, until this year, I've been busy on Sundays. So it's just not something that I, I did a lot. But um, And my boys are getting to the age where they're watching more of it. But I've been so curious about the NFL and its response to this young man's injury and the cardiac arrest he apparently had on the field. I say apparently because I, I guess they are calling it that. But we don't know any other details about really why. A lot of speculation out there, but we don't know why. But he's doing well. And he, in fact, was released from the hospital today. And he is, um, you know, just the fact that people are praying is is something remarkable. But I think what is even higher than that is there is so much public prayer. So the football teams, I think in all the games this weekend, the teams came out to the center of the field and knelt in prayer. 
both teams, opposing teams, and not just the Buffalo Bills, the team he prays for, but all across the league, there have been prayers for DeMar Hamlin and very openly discussing this public prayer. You know the thing that the high school teacher up in Washington uh, lost his job over seven years ago because he prayed at the 50-yard line uh, in a high school at the end of a high school football game and invited people to join him? Um, these players are doing this. It's very public. And, you know, they're coming from different different positions, okay? Some of these players are are Christians and they're sold out for the Lord. Some of these players uh, have other faiths or no faith, and this is something maybe new for them. Some of them are prodigal. They've been away from the Lord. You know, they went to Sunday school at some point. They, you know, heard the gospel. Maybe they went to camp one year or gave their life to Christ at some church event at some point. You know, and here we have all of these people kneeling in prayer, and not only that, but we're hearing these prayers and seeing prayers on on television. What I wanted to get back to with this clip from Benjamin Watson is that what you're going to hear is him actually give the gospel. And this is a way that God is using this. Like at the end of the day, I don't, you know, this will probably, you know, fade a little bit. And, you know, some people I think are going to grow closer to God. Other people are going to wonder what happened. God does this kind of thing. But I want you to listen to uh, how God is using this to get the gospel out. Uh, These times bring us face to face with our own mortality. And we all have a a day to be born and we all have a day to die. And so often in in between those two points, we feel invincible. Whether you're a professional athlete, (laughs) whether you're at the top of uh, your profession, uh, whether you're feeling healthy, you understand that sometimes there's a reminder that, hey, all of us have an appointment with death. But I think after that, it also makes us realize where are we? Where do our hearts stand? If that were to be us laying on the field or if that were to be us laying in a hospital, what would our next steps be? And so on the flip side, with such a tragic event, there is tremendous opportunity. Uh, Part of my prayers right now, Anderson, is for the players in both of those locker rooms, for the chaplains who I know very well, who are right now uh, counseling and comforting players who saw a brother in a near-death experience and who was still fighting for his life because the questions about what happens after this life? Where will you spend eternity? As you mentioned, Anderson, are coming up for all of us, not just for the football players, but thank God that he provides an answer through his son, Jesus Christ. That was on CNN, Anderson Cooper. And Anderson Cooper changed the subject a little bit after that. But you know what? The Lord used this as an opportunity to put out a simple message about Jesus Christ to thousands of people watching that program and this video of Benjamin Watson sharing this. Benjamin Watson's a former professional football player, and uh, he's a believer, and uh, he is somebody who has been uh, an activist on certain issues, and he's also now a commentator um, on uh, ESPN, on the SEC network of ESPN. And, you know, I'm just enjoying the opportunity that some of these people are taking to share their faith openly and not not just to say, you know, God did this or not just to sort of keep it in a way that is sort of generic. But some people, some people are very generic, okay, but some people have made it very, very clear that Jesus Christ is the Savior. And there is something that is being done here that I think the Lord is doing. I've got a thought about it. I think I know something that maybe the Lord is doing just to show us, to remind us that he is here. You want to join the conversation? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go to the phones. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing? 
Hello. Hi. Who is this? Uh, this is Isabella. Hi. Welcome to Southern California Live, Isabella. Thank you. What are your thoughts on uh, these things? Are you with me? Oh, yeah. Um, this is surprising. It's surprising the and different the the response that the NFL players and people on TV have had to uh, this uh, this incident. Um, I guess. Well, did you see it happen on TV a week ago? The when Demar Hamlin uh, collapsed on the field. I did. You did see that. How did you How yeah. did you respond to that? Um, uh, shocked and. And I, you know, prayed for him. Yeah, you prayed for him, didn't you? And, you know, so many of us have prayed for him. But, you know, so often when, uh, and this was, I think, a lot more shocking because of the way he just collapsed. But there's people who have collapsed on the field of games and they've been taken out by, um, you know, uh, stretcher and other things. And we pray for them, but then the game goes on. But something has changed here in this past week, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for calling Southern California Live and listening to our show and uh, and for praying for uh, DeMar Hamlin. He is doing better. This is um, um, also good news. He was released from the hospital today. And last week, you know, we talked about whether or not everybody praying for him has such a, uh, you know, what the impact might be. And I think we ultimately don't know, except that we know that we need to be praying. And if you were watching, this is the response for commentators on TV. So players all came out to the middle of the field, and they all took a knee in prayer together. This is what it sounded like. And I know this is your time. You like to keep us updated. Yeah, we'll keep everybody posted on Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Miami, and the Jets were underway. I don't think that's the right one. Hold on here. Talked about that we we felt the whole NFL as a community came together this week, and he talked about this. Both teams coming together in prayer before this game starts. It's just an unbelievable deal for both teams to get together and pray and thank God for what's happened this week. And now while they're silent, what you're seeing is, I don't know, 100 guys out on the field in a circle praying together, on their knees, praying together, football players, opposing teams. This is something that the world is seeing. This is something that is powerful. That's the crowd uh, reacting as the players finish their prayers and they get up. And there were different movements all throughout the NFL. Why do you think this is happening? You got a thought? I got some thoughts about it. I'll share here in a minute. But I'm interested in uh, what you might have to say. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Eddie in Anaheim, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, uh, thank you for taking the call. Yeah, go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say just like a quick comment because I'm not a believer. Yeah. But um, I wanted to say that sometimes it looks silly what Christians pray for. Mm. Um, um, and it kind of doesn't necessarily make me feel like praying, like anything good. Of course, it's good that he's he's doing better and he's out of the hospital, but there's so many things in the world, I suppose, that are worthy of prayer and 
there's plenty of innocent people who are victims of war or victims of violence all across the world. But like, I guess for, for me, when I hear stuff like this, it kind of reminds me that we're kind of, at least Americans are in this little bubble and maybe, uh, I think American Christians are, they'll, you know, pray for an open parking spot and then they'll get a <laughs> nice close parking spot and that's evi- that's evidence of God and it's just it just seems like it's a self-serving you know and maybe prayer does help and I, I, I know there's like scientific studies where you know at least if even if um, the pr- actual prayer doesn't do anything, like the sense of uh, community or like a religious mm-hmm. sense of purpose, it does um, have some type of positive physiological effect on people. So, but it just it just kind of seems a little self-serving, and there's so many other things that are worthy of prayer that don't really stoke the the passions of. Uh, Christians like they like I guess football is definitely one thing that will get folks uh, riled up in America. But there's I mean, why don't we pray about victims of war, especially victims of American um, military? You know, Eddie, I think you do make an excellent point, and I think there is something here that Christians need to to look at. You know, one of the things I think that is one of the reasons, and tell me what you think about this, but, you know, a lot of the things in war we don't see, you know, and I think unfortunately sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind for people, and that's wrong. That shouldn't be how it is. Here, everybody saw this young man collapse, and what it did was it put death suddenly on everybody's mind. And I think that's partly what drives people to prayer, right, is that um, we don't like to always talk about it, but one out of every one person dies. And, you know, and we don't think about it sometimes except at a funeral or unless it affects us, but it's coming for us. And do you feel like the football thing is, is as silly as the parking space prayers or is it uh, a little better? I think it's a little better because this man collapsed and he was on the brink of death. But um, there's there's people who are in lots of terrible situations and deserving of, you know, national attention, so to speak. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, let me encourage you this way, and maybe some people can uh, can call and just help. You know, some of it is, is the media is not covering a lot of the prayers that are happening. I think that you, you make a correct point that often, sometimes in the faith, the prayers are all about, you know, do, am I going to get that parking space or will I do well on my exam you know, will I get this job? Very much, God, what can you do for me today? And, you know, I would say those prayers aren't wrong. The Bible tells us as Christians to pray in all circumstances. But I think that the type of prayers that we're we're seeing here for this one young man, we should be doing in this way. And we are doing in, in lots of ways. It's not going to make the media for these situations around the world. Um, and, you know, something I would say is, you're right to say that there are some Christians who pray and it's very self-serving and maybe they don't pray. Otherwise we don't really know, right? We're not in their heart, but,
But I want you to know there are a lot of Christians and a lot of church groups who are praying fervently for the war, for these uh, people who are coming across the border, for people who are suffering, for the homeless. There's massive prayer going on for that. It's just not on the news. I I understand that. Yeah. I know that not all... I know that there's, you know, folks, you know, really addressing... There's doing, like like the phrase is, doing the Lord's work, you know? Yeah. And I respect that because I don't, I'm not there. I'm not out there doing that. Yeah. But there's, yeah. And I don't, I don't get, I'm not the kind of person that's going to not give credit where credit's due. So I do, I do appreciate it, you know, that uh, not all Christians are like, I, I can appreciate the fact that not all Christians are like that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's better than you might think, but I also think you have a point and Christians need to, to hear, you know, what you're seeing. I think it matters for a lot of people who are listening who are Christians, and uh, we need to be honest about that. But I, I do want you to know there's a lot of really good prayer that's happening. Hey, Eddie, I'm giving away a free book. Do you want one of these? Would you actually read it if I sent you this book called Messianic Prophecy Revealed? It's a book about how to understand Jesus from the Old Testament. Well, <clears throat> I'm I'm definitely a student of the of the Bible, so to speak, but I'm not I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want you to waste the book on me. Well, it's up to you. If you think you'll read it, I'll give it to you. If you won't, then I'll give it to somebody else. Uh, I think you should give it to somebody else. Okay, I will do that. Eddie, uh, thank you for calling and listening. And uh, please always feel free to call and share your thoughts. It help. It's very helpful to hear how things are coming across. I think it's helpful for. Uh, the church to hear. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of our show today. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. That number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. Um, Hello, who's this? Hi, am I on the... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. No way. Oh, my name is Gino. Yeah, I'm from L.A. actually. Hey, Gino from L.A. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. I um I listen to you guys' talk show all the time, but I was mainly calling because, you know, I always hear people's problems and everything, but I never actually give my, I guess, not really my two cents, but also you guys do a great job of, like, supporting people. But I did also want to maybe talk, but I, is it only that one person can talk at a time, or am I able to also talk to other people who have problems, too? You mean on the air right now? Yeah, like Eddie. Who was his name? Eddie. Oh, well, Eddie's that. probably still listening, but we only have one caller at a time. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then, I mean, could I pass my thoughts about the Eddie situation, or would you rather try to call have someone call in who may have a actual emergency or something? Oh well, we're not. <laughs> go ahead and uh, and just share your thoughts. You know, we're talking about if you're just joining us, we're talking about all the prayer that is very public that is happening mm-hmm. because of the Demar. Um, I'm blanking on his last name right now. Um, Hamlin, uh, him collapsing on the field last week, and the uh, the opportunity to share the gospel that even some commentators have taken on the air on CNN and ESPN and other stations. Um, you know, what is what do you think the greater impact is of of this, and what can we learn as believers? What do you think? Well, I, mean, I feel like people who watch football and people who watch maybe big videos or football, anything that's more of entertainment. Do not give any type of, you know, visual, like, any type of thought towards Jesus or any Christianity-type situation. So I'm not saying that I would 
you know, wish a death upon a person, but no, it is that something as simple as death in football can really snap a person out of their whole little trance of just football, 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 and entertainment, entertainment, and realize life isn't just about entertainment, you know, it's about, you know, Jesus and following the gospel. So it's sad that it takes something as, you know, dire or such an emergency as in someone dying, something so serious for people to actually kind of give any type of opinion or any type of care for Jesus. But if that's what it takes, then then I think that's kind of what God will do. Yeah. Well, hey, I got to take a break, but I think that you're on to something here. And I want to I want to share this in life. Okay, the enemy is not the person who is on the other team and the enemy is not the person who hates you or that you don't like very much in life for human beings for the history of mankind. Death is the enemy. Death is the enemy. Death will rob you one day of your grandparents. It will rob you of your parents. It will rob you in tragedy of your kids and your friends. And one day it will take everything away from you. Death is the enemy. We spend more money in our lives. Most of our medical expenses happen in the last few days or weeks of our life to keep us alive just for a short period of time later. I think one of the things that we're being reminded of is this. The enemy is death. And for us as Christians, we have victory in Jesus Christ who defeated death. And what we believe is that if you believe in Jesus, you believe that he died for your sins, then you will follow him out of the grave through the hole that he punched into death into everlasting life. And when we see this on national TV and what I think people are being called to remember is the enemy is death. And what I hope that Christians understand is that that enemy has been defeated. When we get back, I want to hear your thoughts. I'll take your calls. There's a lot more to that I think is interesting about what we're seeing in the NFL. And I want to know, how do you think we take this further? Because the season will end and and looks like DeMar Hamlin's going to survive. They say 100%. He's going to get back 100%. hope that's true. hope he's playing game, the game again. How do we learn from this and move forward as believers? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Run away as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing. Six days removed from this incredible can't believe it. Scene that we saw with the Bills player down in Cincinnati, and now... Welcome back to Southern California Live. That was the opening kickoff to the Buffalo Bills football game, the first game that they have played since last Monday night when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field in cardiac arrest. And we've been talking about the continuing interesting movement of prayer that has happened in the NFL, where both teams, in fact, teams across the league knelt in prayer at the 50-yard line to pray for him, where we have witnessed and heard news broadcasters pray. In fact, Benjamin Watson on CNN on Anderson Cooper, we played that clip, maybe we'll play it again later, but he prayed and gave the gospel on on Anderson Cooper, CNN, 
Um, God's using this in some interesting ways, and I think part of it is because we have been face-to-face with death, that it, sometimes when we see it, when we're a part of it, we think of it, when it affects our family or it affects people we know, it affects us differently. And we remember that death is the enemy, and we have a victor. His name is Jesus Christ. I'm going to share a few things about it here in a minute, but I want to take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Tyrone in Los Angeles, welcome to SoCal Live. How you doing today? I'm doing fine, Tyrone. How you doing? I'm doing good. I want to speak to Eddie about prayer. Eddie was a caller in the last in the last segment to, uh, who doesn't believe in God, but who was sort of wondering about prayer and why Christians don't respond really this way to greater issues. Like, uh, why aren't we seeing this sort of public um, outcry over war, he said, or uh, some other issue? Just wanted to update the audience. Go ahead, Tyrone. Yeah, and I do agree with that, but we also have to uh, go to the Bible, too, because it tells us that, you know, we as Christians, we don't know what to pray for, but we do have an advocate in the Holy Ghost who prays for us and with us and pray for things that we should have prayed for. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then also, I have prayed for parking spaces. Uh, <laughs> I pray for other people. Yeah, I, I got a thing. Yeah. Me and my wife pray for traveling grace and parking space. Yeah, you know. And I don't pray just for myself. I pray for others, too. You know. You know and it's just, it's just by faith. It doesn't have to do with being selfish or uh, I want my way. Well, we do pray things in faith as in Christians. You know, Tyrone, I, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, I, I would think that if that's all we're praying for, then we're doing it wrong, right? If that's the biggest thing, is yeah. you know. Uh, and I think that might have been some of Eddie's point. But the Bible does tell us to pray in all circumstances. Uh, I was convicted by that a while ago because I thought that's kind of stupid when uh, athletes, for example, thank God when they hit a home run or score a touchdown. And then I realized, you know what? Everything we're supposed to give thanks to the Lord and in all circumstances. And who knows who's hearing that, who just needs to see that maybe that athlete who they think of as celebrity or or higher than thou, that that person bows to Jesus Christ, you never know how God's going to use it. Exactly. And I, and I wish it would continue, not just uh, because we had a tragic scene yeah. or, you know, something tragically happened, we come together in prayer. But I think the world needs to see us pray, even as restaurants. We need to pray, yep. you know, pray for our food. And even when we're, you know, somewhere... People need to see us pray. You know, I think uh, you're right. Thank you, Tyrone, for calling Southern California Live. You know, uh, when Jesus taught us to pray, he begins in Matthew 6 by talking about people praying in public, how they get, you know, they're just doing it to be seen. And we always want to be careful about that. Um, And Jesus obviously is right to do that. He tells us to go in our prayer closet. But there is something about corporate prayer. I don't think that he means don't come together as a team and pray over things like this or don't pray, you know, humbly. in in this way. And I think it is impacting people. 888-528-2557. Ida in Burbank, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you, Scott. I uh, just want to give glory to God for what's going on right now, because it blows me away that the world is looking at what's going on and who, at other times when tragedy happens, no one bows their knee. Yeah, You know, and in this situation, they're bowing their knee, and that's mind-blowing because it's like there's only one thing that we can do in situations is bow our knee. 
Yeah. And that's what really, really hits me. It's like, you know, <clears throat> they don't know where to run to. But it, to go into prayer, even if it's for a car, parking spot, because I've done that, because God says, pray without ceasing. So if I'm praying, I, and I'm praying in a parking lot, I'm like, hey, Lord, can you give me a parking spot? You know, so, you know, it's not selfish to ask for things, you know, but it's it's selfish if that's all we think about ourselves. But to me, I just, you know, I give God the glory because this, he's using this situation to bring, to let people know that, hey, you know what? You need to come to me. And and he's a, and he's a walking miracle because he's already out of the hospital. You know, he almost died. Yeah. You know, they were working on him for 10 minutes, and now he's walking out of a hospital. That is a miracle, and that's all because of prayer. I so whatever I, is yeah. going on, whether it's, it's the flesh or not, you know what? Everybody is just turning to a place where they, they can only bow a knee. There's nowhere else. There's nothing that can happen. No one to save this guy. Nothing to do. There's, it's out of anybody's control. It's only in the hands of the maker, yeah. the creator. Ida, thank you for calling Southern California Live, you know, and, and you're right. And I think that's something that happens here when we confront the fact that we're mortal and that everything we have can be taken away in a second in some fluke thing or, you know, or whatever's going on. One day, even if it's not, you know, we might be, uh, we might live a very long life, but eventually that's over. And if you take a knee before Jesus Christ, before you die, uh, you're going to have everlasting life. The scriptures tell us that everybody's going to take a knee before Jesus one day. Better to do it now. I think that that's uh, happening for the first time or in a renewed time for many people. 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels. How you doing today, Ted? Good. How about you? Uh, I'm fine. What do you think about this? Oh, my God. Well, for one, the guy that's talking about the military, if you look at the military, that's their only connection to home. They all have their own jerseys. They all watch the, the, the NFL. They all are in tune to it. And as a friend of mine who was served in the Gulf War originally, he said because of American football, that that's the reason why America is so successful. You know, they call you by your last name. We have an aerial attack, a ground attack. Uh, we kick punts, kickoffs. It's all based on militarized. And so that's why we're so successful. And that's why all the foreigners of other countries uh, that don't like America have tried to eliminate football and put it down and, and reduce it to where, you know, you get a penalty for breathing on somebody because it's so successful and it's an amazing, amazing thing. And to have this happen to where you everybody's watching in the world, that is, that is you know, people's heroes, even though they're over fighting the war, that's what they grew up with. And there's a huge community of people who play football yeah, there's... Who are in the I think that's something that we're seeing through this, uh, Ted, is the, the brotherhood of, of football. I, mean, I think you have that in, uh, in sports in general, especially team sports. But for Americans, the, the football is, you know, our version of it is not the same as the rest of the world who play soccer. Um, it's, it is something that draws us together. Thank you for your call, Ted. And, you know, I think that it shows us something. Can I, can I share this with you? And you can keep calling here. I've got to take a break here in a second. 888-528-2557. You know, one of the things I think brings glory to God in all of this, and maybe what God is showing us is something, 
you know, all the all of these players of every team kneeling together, the whole team, everybody, including coaches, you know, the uh, other staff, everybody who is uh, a part of the organization. Uh, you know, kneeling in the NFL a few years ago was a controversial thing, right? It was a sign of protest and division and whatever it was meant to accomplish for the good by those who were doing it for racial reconciliation or other things that we need to address. You know, how did that turn out ultimately? Uh, over time, I'm not sure that it turned out that well ultimately for anybody. Um, but here we have everybody kneeling together of every race, of every background, and we're seeing it overflow into the country where the gospel is being preached on CNN of all places by people who are risking their reputations and their job, frankly, by sharing uh, their prayers and sharing these things online. You know, where do we find unity? We find it when we kneel together before the Lord. Where do we find racial reconciliation and other problems to our social problems? You know, we we find it when we do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility we value others above ourselves, not looking to our own interests, but each of us looking to the interests of others, Philippians chapter 2. You know, I think that's a big thing that God is doing here. I think that he is showing us that, hey, if you want things to be better, America, you need to turn to me. You need to stop turning to ridiculous philosophies and stop looking to Washington and politicians and even stop looking to sports stars who are fallible and just as you know susceptible to death as every single human person, human being on earth. And we find something. We find something so powerful when we turn and we kneel to God. I think that's something that's happening. I think it's a reminder for some people that they need to kneel to the Lord because they haven't done that in a long time. I think it's showing some people who've never done it that, hey, there's something here. I mean, I don't know. You know, one of our callers before wasn't a Christian. He talked about, you know, maybe prayer is something that's, that makes the prayers feel better. And there's, you know, people try to explain prayer. And ultimately, I don't know if God is doing something that is supernatural with tomorrow's life in that he's already out of the hospital a week after having a heart attack of that nature. But maybe he is, and I can I can guarantee you that people think so, that people think, hey, these prayers are having an effect here, that this is not usual. This is there's something happening here that whatever God's end game is, I think he's teaching us. And whatever ultimately happens to DeMar Hamlin and wherever his faith is and where it ends up, all these players, I think it's going to impact some profoundly. I think some are going to forget about it later. That's kind of how these things go because our hearts are not always turned to the Lord. But I think it's a moment. It's a moment where we as a a nation who understands that we need to be penitent. I think everybody knows our nation's going the wrong direction. We need to be penitent. I think the problem is, is we've forgotten as a culture what direction to be penitent toward. This is a reminder. And I think that God is doing something great here. We need to not forget. And as uh, I think Tyrone said, how do we, or another caller, maybe it was, how do we make sure this keeps on going once we have forgotten about this incident and moved on? What do you think? I got to take a break, then I'll get back with your calls. 888 528 2557. 888 528 2557. Southern California Live, Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. These times bring us face-to-face with our own mortality. And we all have a a day to be born and we all have a day to die. And so often in in between those two points, we feel invincible. Whether you're a professional athlete, (laughs) whether you're at the top of Uh, your profession, uh, whether you're feeling healthy, you understand that sometimes there's a reminder that, hey, all of us have an appointment with death. But I think after that, it also makes us realize, where are we? Where do our hearts stand? If that were to be us laying on the field or if that were to be us laying in a hospital, what would our next steps be? And so on the flip side, with such a tragic event, there is tremendous opportunity. Uh, Part of my prayers right now, Anderson, is for the players in both of those locker rooms, for the chaplains, who I know very well, who are right now uh, counseling and comforting players who saw a brother in a near-death experience and who is still fighting for his life. Because the questions about what happens after this life, where will you spend eternity, as you mentioned, Anderson, are coming up for all of us, not just for the football players, but thank God that he provides an answer through his son, Jesus Christ. That was commentator Benjamin Watson, former NFL player, now commentator Benjamin Watson on CNN, Anderson Cooper's program, sharing the gospel as he talks about why people are feeling the way they're feeling about Tamar Hamlin's incident uh, in heart attack on the field last Monday and why just this weekend, all 32, all of them, NFL teams came to the middle of the field to pray. And it's an amazing sight. It's an amazing sight to see that many people in these stadiums praying uh, together and on their knees and praying for him. And, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing because obviously people are in different spiritual places. Some of those players are are Christians and they are taking this moment to let people know about Jesus. The chaplains, like Benjamin Watson said, and and others are are seeing this as a a time. This is what happens, you know. As a as a pastor myself, you know, funerals, you have the best opportunity to share the gospel because everyone's thinking about it. Everyone's going to have one one day. One day you'll be there, and so I think people are seeing this. And but the fact that all these teams are doing it, how do we take this moment and realize that? We need to be on our knees before the Lord for all kinds of issues, all kinds of things, the places of our division in our country, the place where we are uh, so, we have found ourselves so separate from each other, the place where we are following philosophies that don't make any sense, that nobody believed just 10 or 15 years ago, uh, or almost nobody. We find our unity when we are kneeling before the Lord. It's where we put our hope. Philippians chapter 2, great passage to read right now as you think about these things. We put, our, we put in faith knowing that, this is chapter, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I think there's a lot of glory here going to God the Father. And like I said, some people are praying to the Lord. Some people are, are down on one knee because they're just part of a team, and this is, you know, very... Um, emotional event that happened, but maybe they don't really believe. I think there's a lot of players and staff and people in the in the seats and people who are watching the news and watching all of this who are also reminded about why at some point in their life they gave their life to Christ, but they've been far away for a long time. They're prodigals. 
who right now are are considering coming back to the Father, who they are seeing as they are on their knee with his arms wide open, ready to receive them. I think that's happening. And so we need to keep praying for uh, not just the players and staff and coaches, people involved with the NFL, but so many people are watching this around the world with with awe or confusion or interest of different kinds. I think there's there's a lot of glory here that God is getting in people's lives. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Marco in Hermosa Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you, Scott, so much for taking my call. Yeah. Um, definitely, when I came to this beautiful country 33 years ago, the second I crossed uh, the border, I knew that this country is being blessed by the Lord. I knew in my heart right away, I swear, I just knew. And moving forward, I did embrace the Christianity here. I embraced the culture, and that changed my life, uh, regardless financially and any, any uh, uh, way. It's mostly like finding the Lord and learning the praise and uh, how powerful they are. It's such a powerful tool. tool. It changed my life. To the point that uh, uh, a couple of years ago, my son, who is 28, uh, he suffered a very uh, deadly accident. He mm-hmm. fell off of uh, almost six floors. And um, when I didn't realize that happened until seven hours later. So he was uh, driving to the ICU and UCLA Harbor. Uh, just walking through there, my life changed upside down. And I, I, all what I, all what I keep on, on my mind is praying, 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 and ask to the Lord for him. Uh, two years later, he's a hundred percent. He's walking. The doctors call him the miracle man. Mm. Uh, they don't understand how. I swear to God, they don't understand how in the world he survived that high. Uh, he's walking, uh, pretty much. Uh, just obviously the the damage on the vertebrae and uh, got a open fracture on his ankle and all that, but she's fine. I mean, how old was he? You said he fell. He fell six stories. Six, yes. He how, fell off from there. How old was he? He was twenty six at the time. He's twenty eight now. Wow. Yeah. I was and expecting now, you to I, say that he passed away. No, God is great. Yes. I, I, if people, people, if people don't experience that, Scott, I don't think they will comprehend how powerful praying is to the Lord to, or, or Jesus Christ to, to God. And my wife and my church, everybody prayed, and uh, my family in Mexico, my family everywhere, we all prayed on a daily basis. And uh, 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 he had a 16, 16 hours back surgery. Three days later, after the accident. Double surgery on his leg because the uh, the tibia come off, and then I mean two years later, it's just like a miracle, mm. and I all the glories go to that, all the credits go to the Lord because there is no way they tell me ninety nine percent of people who fell off of that they will never walk, they will vegetables or they're dead because right. the high, you know they they hit the head or it's just the amount of the, the gravity, the speed they take to to land. Until now, we don't understand how that happens, but we know in our hearts that it's because God. God wants him to uh, give him another chance. 
You know, and and I think your your Marco, your interpretation right there of why God preserved him is is biblically right. That the reason that he survived is because God wants to use him, right? Uh, did your son? Yeah. D- does your son know the Lord? Yes. Yeah. Church of life. He- yeah. See, that's why I think God does this, because sometimes he doesn't, right? Sometimes he doesn't answer those prayers the way we hope that he does, and that's the Lord's business. But here, but when he does, there's a, there's a reason that's best for the kingdom of God, for your son and the people that your son will tell the story to, for you who just shared this story with a whole bunch of people. Yes. And that is a great Amazing. thing. Yeah. Marco, uh, thanks for, Thank for sharing that story. Hey, Marco, before you go, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm giving away a book every day, and I'd like to give you a book. It's called uh, Messianic Prophecy Re- Revealed. It'll help you understand the Old Testament. And if you can hold on, I'll uh, have my producer get your address, and we'll mail you a free one. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much for calling and listening to Southern California Live. My friends, we haven't seen the end of this story. I think, uh, you know, I think this will probably be something that is a story— in the NFL throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see what the Lord does. But whatever it is, it's exciting and it's fun to watch. But it'll fade. They'll We'll go back to uh, some other things. But in the lives of individuals who are affected, I think this is impactful forever. And that's something that we need to pray about. And we need to take a look. I mean, just take a look at – go online and take a look at the pictures of all those players on their knees holding hands together, praying – Some of them know who the Lord is and some of them don't. Some of them have no idea who they're praying to. Some don't care. Some care a lot. I think that there are many who cared at one point and who are rededicating their life. I think there's a whole lot going on, including people in the stands and people who are viewers. Keep praying for them and keep thinking about how do we continue to pray for each other in this way as the church together. We're done for today. This is Southern California Live. We're on every day, 3 to 5, get the podcast. Southern California Live on Spotify or on our radio station website. God bless you. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll see you again tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.